0: Hey, this is your host, Daxton. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Clueless Drifting. Do we need a moment of silence? No, not necessarily. I like a moment of silence, though. You know, it kind of sets the mood. Your little quiet time? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he likes his little alone time. Well, everybody, welcome to this week's episode. In studio, we have Sean and we have Terry. I don't know why I'm using hand motions. We're not on video. We also have Tyler over there in the corner, so... Over here in the corner. Yeah. 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 Where, just where waiting belong. to be tagged
1: in. Pick me, <laughs> Coach. Pick me.
0: But thank you very much, Terry, for coming on today's episode and making the trek down here and spending some time with us.
1: Oh, well, thanks for having me. I mean, it's not much of a trek. It's, it's a, living in Utah is a scenic drive wherever you go, so you, know, you can kind of just drive along. It's not so bad. Especially <laughs> That's with a your... good
0: way to put it. I've never heard anybody say that living in Utah is a scenic drive everywhere you go. Usually it's traffic 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 traffic. <laughs>
1: yeah. no, 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 no no no. No I come from I come from like Shanghai and Southern California so getting here people are like well, it takes you like 40 minutes to drive to work. Y- yeah so that's a that's a <laughs> that's a long way. Yeah no I'm going like 80 the whole way. It's it's, <laughs> it's not yeah. cruising. I used to live in California and it
2: it was compared to here it's so much A 40-minute drive here is so nice Yeah. versus a 40-minute drive there.
0: I've only been, obviously, on vacation in California a few times, but going through L.A., I think we're going to Six Flags is what it was. And it was like, you look on the GPS and you're, I don't know, 20, 30 miles out. So you're like, oh, cool, drive to Salt Lake. No, that is a solid four-hour trek.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was just saying, like, 40 minutes, uh, 8 to 10 miles. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm going from, like, you know. North Orange County to Angel Stadium. Oh, geez. Right, yeah. That's a half an hour. <laughs> yeah. Well.
2: Andy has a G35 out there, so probably like 30 miles to the gallon. No, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. G, 30 miles to the gallon in a G35? 20, maybe? What kind of G35 have you been driving? I've been every... driving BMWs. Oh, there's your problem. but every... <laughs> every G35 I've owned, and I've owned a lot of them, they get about 24 at the best, at the best, and all of them don't have proper fuel gauge workage, so it's always 300 miles on the odometer and then filler up. That's, <laughs> that's just how you roll with you got a G35 problem. That's like my,
2: uh, my E30 fuel gauge doesn't work, so I just drive on track until I start fuel cutting.
0: <laughs> Oops, but, 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 but. oh, okay, okay. Oh, that's man. the fun part. Yeah. Just wait for stuff to start working or Unless you're in competition. Stop working. Thing. <laughs> yeah. I remember when you feel cut it in comp and just, like, straightened right out. I was like, oh, crap, look at him go. Yeah. But see him almost ran right into the back of me. <laughs> he he would. He would. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's aggressive, too. He likes to get up in there. Uh, so,
0: how, Terry, how, how did you get involved with UMC?
1: Um, that's a funny story. So, yeah, w- not going into like China drift or anything but I'd moved back from from China in July of 2019 and um, I was living in Southern California um, which is where I'm from and 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 stuff like that so I was right back in like my hometown pretty much and uh, was working for Ryan literal and um, going around doing a thing and then it was a lot of fun and uh, I saw this job opportunity come up at UMC. And so I just kind of fired off a, hey, this is me. And I've done a lot of stuff. And then it was actually just to run the Lotus program.
0: What was the Lotus program?
1: So they have, uh, last year they had a Lotus experience program. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'd applied to just basically run that and manage that. Like, just, just do that. And, um, I never heard from them. Like two weeks later, I called them back and they're like, oh yeah, well, you know, sorry, we got a guy for that. And I was like, well, okay, fine. And then they said, uh, but we want to talk to you about something else. And they're like, we want you to be the, uh, development manager at, at the campus and we're going to offer you a full-time position and blah, 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 blah. And then it was like, and I was at New Jersey, uh, for FD and I was in the trailer and I'm looking at this unfold and I'm looking at Ryan and he's like, what's up? And I'm like, I think I'm moving to Utah. And he's like, my mom lives in Utah. And I was like that. Oh yeah, I know. And then, and I was looking down and, and it said like, you have 72 hours to reply or this offer will not be valid or whatever. And, and oh, no. like, I could hear like the <laughs> dun, 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 going on, you know, and I'm, shoot. So I look at Ryan. I think I'm going to Utah, man. Call my wife. Hey, I, I think we're moving to Utah she's like what's in utah <laughs> I, said, I don't know google it <laughs> and then uh and then uh, i went and i talked to uh mike at gt radio and he's like oh yeah dude cool do it i was like okay man. yeah cool so i responded and said i'm cool and then they're like well can you be here tomorrow no i gotta move from california (laughs) and so they're like oh okay cool and then you know we made a little plan and uh they were super rad they moved me out and i said i need a place to stay till i could get a house and move my family and everything i'm real serious about this job and and what we're doing you know like i'm not just trying to live in an apartment and ruin my whole family's life yeah this is a big move for me to go from socal to to utah and they were so accommodating and helped me in every way. They gave me a spot to stay when I was here for, like, a month, put me up, took good care of me. Everybody that I worked with was, like, super cool and just taught me all kinds of stuff. And then um, I got a house, and then I just became kind of like, you know, Salt Lake guy. That's sweet. And That's good. They track. took care of you. Yeah, they did. That's they killer. killer. So, I that- mean it's cool and then working at the track has been pretty pretty awesome there's a lot of stuff besides drifting that is really amazing there i
2: have to say like seeing all the opportunities that have come out of umc since you've been there are like a lot more than what
1: used to be there yeah well i kind of i kind of had like this big like thing in my back pocket to whip out on them you know like and and um there's a deeper chinese connection to this than 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 is on the surface. But uh so when I got there I just pulled out like, hey, I got this trick and slapped it down on the table and they're like, What's that? And I said, like, It's formula drift. you want it or not? And everyone's like, No, you can't do that. Like, Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, it took like two phone calls. And uh right after that, I mean, it was it was it it was good because I have a relationship with those guys like at the higher level, like um and understanding and so they trusted me. And I told them, Hey, come out. I promise you this will be a way better place to to, to, to run your show. It's it's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, Ryan flew out and took a look at it. And um, this was right as Jim was transitioning out of of his position at Formula Drift to become like the GM of PRI. Oh dang. So 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 Ryan came out and then Andy came out. And they looked and Kevin came out and me and Kevin known each other forever since like 2002 or something like that. So it was like, what's up? And I've known all those guys since basically that long almost, you know. And then, and then it, we looked, I said, this is the section you want to run. It's just like GT live back in the day. Like this, this is the section Like this is where people sit this is where you sell some beers and this is where people are going to run. And, you know, yep, yep. And then, uh, and then it was done. That's killer. It that is. is so
0: because of you, we got Formula Drift in Utah.
1: I wouldn't say it's all because no, of No, It's me, all but because of you. No, we have n- to put it all. No. On you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. else was involved. I'm gonna get, get a tattoo on my chest. Yeah, it's because of me. No, um, but but definitely it was it was because I could make that phone call. Yeah. Right. You know. And then there was a lot of people involved with the contract and and all that stuff to make it come together business wise. That I really don't want to have any part of that, anyways. You know. Yeah. Um, but but i did convince them and then they came out and what did we do like we turned out for that like that was that was so rad right and it felt so good to be at the track because that track has like a super dope history yeah and that track is it's it's freaking awesome the history of that track and and what it's been yeah but it's sad a little bit to see like how it's diminished it's being like forgotten about almost right Right. well that and that was that was why like having nitro there having fd there it it really helped a lot because otherwise i felt like this poor track is going to turn into willow springs (laughs) you know and like that's it just willow springs used to be kind of the track back in the day so and I'm not talking just about drifting, but they used to have AMA racing there, all kinds of stuff, like big stuff, IMSA yeah. racing there, like, so it was kind of and and then all of a sudden it became a club track, and that's mm. what you know UMC was kind of a club track, yeah, and so it was it was cool to see big events, yeah, like so, butts and seats,
0: yeah, I remember going there as a little kid, and there was and back then it was Larry H Miller Raceway, oh yeah, but they had everything going on all at once they'd have like the the big tracks open and they'd be running uh oh not gt cars what are those like porsches and stuff like that a little more open a more open style but then they'd also have on the opposite end over on the dirt track you'd have all the trophy trucks running they'd have a little bit of dirt bike stuff here and there i mean you just walk from one to the other to the other and you'd never get bored and they had like the big zip line going that was the coolest freaking track ever and then to watch everything kind of taper away and die off but it's coming back it looks like but it definitely was like, oh, crap.
1: Well, yeah. It. Uh, I don't know. I can't talk about the track so much. Like, in, like I, I know what things are going on and stuff. But there's definitely some trimming of things that don't need to be there. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, Larry Miller, and, and bless him, because he's awesome. Like, his story, the whole story behind that dude is kind of inspiring. Right? But when you look at it in reality, that was just his giant man cave. Yeah oh yeah like like that wasn't like it didn't have an intention of being a profitable race track yeah it was like i'm gonna do what i want i got all this land i got money out my ears i want to have some fun right and he he was into it that's why like he 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 made it a playground yeah it's really hard to actually activate that track and make it positive make it money like i've been working my number one goal since i actually been there wasn't the drifting because that's easy like I I know that's that's an easy one. And there's already a community there. Salt City Drift has done an amazing job to build a community, right? Like and and everybody involved there. So that was easy. My number one task, like when you talk track stuff, is the dirt. Yeah. Cause that dirt yeah. just sits there. And I look at it and go, uh get on the dirt, you know? Like There's like how many tracks? Like three
2: dirt tracks there, I think.
1: Not anymore. Not, well, we got the nitro track out there. Yeah. Which is in the middle. And then we've got the Lucas short course, and the rock crawler course is still there, <laughs> buried All in right. the back. It's it's in the back, and it's got like it's got like giant blocks of cement placed in strategic positions to stop you from trying to do your Jeep thing or whatever. But yeah, and a and a fence with a lock on it that you could probably bite through with your teeth. <laughs> That's about it. I sit out there. Sometimes I go over there and eat lunch. Um, there's all kinds of wild animals on the track. Do you guys know about all the wild animals? And I would just sit there and I will just sit in my car and mm -hmm, deer just come up like 10 feet away and look at me like, what are you doing out here? What are you doing? Give me crazy eyes, you know. Sorry, bud. Don't want to start my car. You're going to jump halfway to the moon. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to think they're getting shot at. (laughs) Fire up that trumpet. So what's the what what's
0: preventing any of the dirt stuff to become feasible?
1: Nothing. Nothing. I'm working hard at it. Actually, I've got I finally got approval from like the upper like the like upper management, right? Like, and that's the hard part. Is for me, everything I want to do there, everything I want to develop uh, from like the school of opposite lock with Nick or 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 any of that stuff, you have to come up it's business. So you have to write a plan and you have to have mm. this profit and loss and you have to show them, here's what's going to happen and here's why we're going to do it. And I'm talking with my hands here again. Like I should be driving in my car with a mask on, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's, that's the hard part. So I finally got them to understand it. Like last year I closed the, I I did a little closed test on a Tuesday night, had like some friends like Nick Stuckey and, and, uh, and, and his little crew, like those, their Nissan hard body I dudes, think I, right? Yeah. I think I saw that, <laughs> that story. Really so like Neil, <laughs> Neil and Cole and Nick came out, and then Justin uh, JTP showed up, and he brought out like his uh, Can Am because I wanted to test it and see if I could run cars on it, and if I could run side by sides. And then his son came out, and he had like these tiny little like 500 CC razor, <laughs> and we have a bunch of them at the track, and I was like, oh, dude! So I ran back and got a helmet on and pulled a track razor out and me and him were racing around all day like, and I was getting smoked by a 10 year old because because his dad knew how to take off the rev limiter on it like the speed mm, the speed limiter the governor, yeah. yeah yeah so like I would get to 38 and get the wabamba, bomba and he'd be like dude just pulling away I And mean, you can't be that light you know but it was fun and we sent it for like three hours like just one Tuesday evening and and I was like okay we could do this and then i went in i convinced them and they called the insurance and insurance was so expensive it was like three times the amount of getting drift car insurance holy crap exactly that's what i said and they're like well this is going to be hard to make money at and i said well you you never know until you try and we did like one day last year and it was like just show up and if you're dumb enough to put it out there cool Which, which was, which was the fact, like there was guys that showed up. So like the Sorenson's pulled up. Okay. And so like Brandon and Amanda pull up and they got like vehicles, their whole pro kit two kit like, yeah, they're out there like, Oh, Oh, you guys are rad. And some other guy who used to run out there had like his pro four truck and he came out Yeah. like a mega and he was an old dude and he was just had his race suit on. So vintage. I was like, <laughs> yes. And then there's like this guy who came out and literally got a divorce at the track right then and there in his 85 Toyota pickup on some center lines. And I remember because he showed up with his wife and she was there. was, It was drama. Oh, no. And he was like going home alone, man. And it was like, dang, Man. but but that was, that was the variance of the people that showed up to this dirt day and I'm standing there and I got a couple people working and I'm sending them out. This dude pulls up in a cayenne and he's like, yo. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I paid my money. He shows me his wristband. Like, All right. Um, okay. You're clear. Go ahead. And he just sends it and goes out. Very first jump in front of the start finish line catches about, inch and a half of air this thing started exploding off his car <laughs> doesn't even care just, just understeers through every corner he's he's just pumping mud into his front wheel and he's just blow, blow, come around big air again <laughs> Boom. i watched the like the bezels around the tailpipes <laughs> on that thing just both of them popped off and flew off and he he had the time of his life yeah that guy Got his full session pulled off. He's like, "This is the best thing I've ever done." Okay, man. Can I get a hold of you? I was like, "Okay, man." So I gave him like my 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 social media. Like, you can you can shoot me an Instagram message or a Facebook message, right? Like, you don't get my phone number. <laughs> he sends me a message like 20 minutes later. I'm driving home but my car won't go over 60 miles an hour. It's got the death shake.
0: <laughs> it's all that mud in your front. Way. That's what I was thinking.
1: I'm like, dude, you're from Utah. You ever like get loose in the snow before and then try to drive and you realize your car will shut <laughs> all the way. You know? yeah. What's wrong? You got to get out and poke some snow out of your rim. Oh, geez. That'd be really cool. Right. That'd yeah. be a fun day. So I set up a couple more. There's a couple more coming in like uh, April and June. And the June one is a takeover by the Gambler five hundred group in Utah. Oh nice. So like when you sign up it says like UTV Turbo and UTV Turb Slow or whatever. It's all it's all crossed out and just says Gambler. Yeah. Texan, you
2: trying to Gambler. you trying to lift the Miata? And- I'm
0: trying to, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> I've got a spare shell. No, no. Has to
2: be the Drift Miata. <laughs> Has to be the
0: Drift Miata. <laughs> Just out there breaking axles and everything.
1: If a Cayenne could do it, you could do it. Right? That's true. You know, what What it's really about, if you're going to take the Drift Miata out there, you just build yourself a belly pan that starts from the front and goes all the way to the back. <laughs> yeah. And then you could just kind of slide over stuff. Yeah. Do some nice uh,
0: 50-50s and some board slides around things. I've done it driving my E30 home before with my <laughs> skid play I did,
2: in the snow. When the snow gets deep, I can feel the skid play hit and my front wheels lift. <laughs> a little bit of just start start skiing across the road. Right. And you're like, oh well, here we go. It's yeah. like
1: it's like power boating, right? You just <laughs> just
0: hydroplaning all the way across. Uh,
1: that is sweet. So uh,
0: I I don't know a ton about the drift buffet stuff. What? what okay. So I know that it, like you started that years and years ago. Yeah. And and what was the kind of intended purpose with that?
1: Oh well, I was such a cr- crappy driver in Formula Drift. No, I was a crappy driver no matter what. Um, (laughs) Okay, so I was so poor. That's a good way to start it, right? That's a great way. I was so broke, I could barely pay attention. And, um, and, And so going to Drift Day, like paying other people to go drive at their event was cool. And I was getting good. And I'd managed to get a few, like some sponsors, like some free stuff. And I worked at a shop and so everything was fine. And I had a whole crew. We had a drift team. We were called Land Ho. Land Ho? Land Ho. We were, we were cool. We could do donuts in parking lots and stuff. <laughs> like, we were cool. And, uh, and so, like, then they opened up the balcony at Willow Springs. And we, um, uh, Charlie started a thing called Just Drift, which is the predecessor to Top Drift. And when we go up there and I drive that. And everybody would do that. And then I told Charlie, like, hey, dude, like, I got my own team. and We just want to do this on our own one day. He's like, oh, I can help you. And so when you show up to a track and tell, some, tell the guy running an event at the track that you want to do your own event, and he says, I can help you. Yeah. How cool is that? And he did. He's like he's, like, he's like, what do you want to do? <laughs> yeah. Unheard of, right? Most people are, I'm guarding my stuff, and you could suck it. Like, So we, uh, we had this little day, and it was called the Land Ho Cup. And, um, and, and there was like 10 of us on the team and we invited a bunch of friends and we had this little mini competition on the balcony, which was just a parking lot back then, basically like it had like a a run around, like it was like a loop. And then there was a center strip up the middle. There was dirt in there and, and it's cool. I got some old video from it, but we did this, this thing and we had a competition, the Land Ho Cup. It was so corny. Uh, but, uh, Benson Sue, his wife. Nadine, yeah, finished second. Um, a girl named Amanda Lamb finished third, and Riley Cahill, who's a judge for Hot Pit, finished first. Riley was like seventeen. Right. He looked like the he looked like the dude from Mad Magazine, Al, Alfred E. Newman. Yeah. <laughs> um. And it was it was super funny because like my whole team, nobody on my team actually made it to the podium. It was our event, and we all sucked so bad. <laughs> we got beat by two girls and a 17-year-old kid. And so we're just, but it was fun, and everybody loved it, and we put on a cool show, and we were so corny. Like, I have people standing on my, like my flatbed trailer, and we were giving them, like, trophies, you know? Yeah. And they're like soccer trophies that we bought for, like, one25 dollar twenty-five, <laughs> <I'm> like, trophies. <laughs> and then um, somehow, like, we're like, we should do this more. And so we did a couple more. With the Land Ho banner. And then somebody's like, you should be serious about this. Like, make a business? Okay. And then I'd always had this name in the back of my head, like Drift Buffet, because it was kind of cool. It was like it's like some JDM fake, funky name, right? <laughs> yeah. like, Tori Buffet. Oh, how cool. So, <laughs> so I was like, we should change it from Land Ho. Like, that's our drift team. Like, let's make a proper... IP out of it right and um, and so there's three of us a guy that owned a shop called Shogun in San Diego and a guy that I worked with at a shop called GT Pro and the three of us formed an LLC called drift buffet and then uh, we took that and we told Charlie that we didn't want to compete uh, directly against him but we were gonna try to find another place to play and we found a place to play that was way closer and was very happy with us and as orange show speedway Thanks okay, i remember that so we went to nos and we started doing parking lot events and the parking lot events were big and then the dude that ran nos was like why don't you do stuff on the track and i was like well there's walls there and these guys are all a bunch of sissies and, and he's like well why don't you guys just do some demos on the track during like the the nascar races and stuff and then you can promote your event And so we went out there with like four of us and we're like tearing up this tiny little oval on a Saturday night. And then I was like, man, we could do this. We could totally do this. And then so I went in and talked. And then the year after that, we ran a a series and the series handed out um, FD licenses. And the series also took the top eight drivers to China for the second uh round of wds that's crazy that's really cool and so yeah well there's a lot of people that came out of that yeah so drift buffet uh jeff jones like he'll he he'll tell you um i have a funny story about jeff jones too but pat mordaunt matt powers um those guys all came up through drift buffet um so many riley cahill mark sanchez and, and people that i just totally forget tommy roberts and the whole part shop max crew like uh, even the owner, Dan Greenbank, used to come up and drive all the time. They had a they had a little gang called West Slide Connect gang, okay. and we used to compete against them because in the middle of the uh, NASCAR shows on a Saturday night, we'd come out and have four-car drift battles. So if we were doing like four-car trains, like teams, and then battle each other. That's and, cool. Uh, it was cool until I stuffed it in the wall, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it, it was always fun. Right. And, and so we would do that to promote the Sunday party, like, cause we would do drift buffets on Sundays. Okay. And, and so we'd come down there on Saturday night and just shred and they would come out and they were funny, man. They had West slide connect gang on the back of their window and everything. And they'd be going up against team drift buffet. And, and like, so my team was a heavy hitting team though. I had like me and, uh pat mordaunt ryan literal and then a guy named brian riley and so our team had like some gangsters but ryan literal was so young he came up through drift buffet too and you could hear him sorry about that no you're good you could you could hear him talk about it a lot on uh jones's and haley's podcast kind of like where where he came from in that but he was like this little kid man that's like he was he was like 18 years old had a single cam ka he showed up his very first event i was at that point i was asking people in the driver's meeting like are any of you how many of you have been on the track before okay how many have drifting experience if you didn't drift on the track i'd where do you drift and he's like i drift on the street bro (laughs) (laughs) and so like i look back at all my friends and we're at that point the ogs of drifting you know like so like i lean back and i'm like street drifter (laughs) 9000 and that is exactly where the sd9k like it's still his gamer tag his his whole blackjack like everything he just and i was like okay street drifter 9000 and (laughs) uh, and then he's like gave me a funny face you know and like but um and i remember it. he pulled up at the line and uh and i was like okay dude and he, had, he was rocking he was wearing a motocross helmet full visor <laughs> like, dude like full visor motocross helmet pulls up single cam ka blasting like some like aussie or like black sabbath or something iron maiden just straight up like this music's way too old for you bro and he's just blasting it and he looks at me Don't him go And he goes, he takes off, and his, like, head flies back, and he just, (laughs) and he goes out, and he just lays down a lap. And we're all standing there, and we're like, Street Drifter (laughs) 9000. And everybody was like, dang. And so, like, it became, like, a badge of honor instead of, like, this, like, poke and jab that it was meant to be because all of a sudden we're like, whoa, dude, you rip. And, And then... After that, basically, he became like a friend for life. You know, like um, we've done so much cool stuff. That's killer, right?
0: I remember watching Ryan Literal's like old street videos up in the canyons, around like by his house. That was like, ah, that was some sweet stuff. Watching Ryan Literal was like what kind of got me into watching a lot of car YouTube. He was just so funny and and cool and like down to earth. Like he, would...
2: I'm gonna have to go find some of my old magazines of like all the old. Dr- when drifting first got into the magazines and stuff, and show you all that stuff.
0: Dude, I also love that he actually had his car fully painted instead of doing like wraps or anything like that. Like, that was
1: like, oh, I need my car painted. That's the cool thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, my, my D1 car was orange and black, and it was the first car that was fully painted with full, f- like, metal flake that was so fat you had to put a different tip on your paint gun to spray it. <laughs> So that car was like the OG between me and maybe like a couple guys from Pink like it was, we were the OG guys. Like yeah. there was a dude who had a, a gray car. Lindsay had a gray car with all kinds of purple flake in it, but my car was just sick. It was like a bass boat. Yeah. And i remember like, and so people <laughs> kind of like loved that. And then when I went from that to the four door, uh, I got a four door R32 and I painted that like murder green and it had so much flake in it. And the roof was black with purple flake in it. And it was, uh-huh. and that kind of is where like all the people who came up around, like i kind of taught that style a little bit. Yeah. I always thought like drift cars should be like lowriders, you know, like they're cool. They're style. You got to show what you are like. Yeah. that's
2: I remember when I, when I, when we painted all three of our cars, I went out to a car show. I skipped all the other cars and I went and found the coolest low rider and I went and found the guy. I was like, what do I do? How do I do it? Right,
1: (laughs) right. And so, like when Ryan would take it farther, like that first when when that S14 was black and gold, and the roof had like all these scallops and stuff in it. And I'd come back from China, like for to visit, like on vacation and stuff. And we'd we'd be hanging out in the shop, and he was always so proud to show me. Check out the paint job, man.
2: I just (laughs) I just loved that. I loved his whole paint job, and I think I remember like he was maybe you did or something or somebody else did but i thought he was the only guy that ran an 18 by 13 in formula drift
1: oh yeah no not me man no way like when i was driving in like in 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 any of that level like competing in things like power was a totally different game back then so like trying to get my d1 license and my teammate uh um, and and a shop partner uh, ernie Fixmer like good like my brother man, like when anyways, like I remember like woo, 250, 300 two fifty three hundred horse is a lot of horse that 's a lot back then yeah. that's, that's a lot, lot for me now that 's a <laughs> lot, and so like blasting the big bank at Irwindale required a ton of like the commit, you know you had to be full was commit. False <laughs> you super commit and you couldn't like do any kind of cheater entries that would slow you down you 'd have to be just clutch kick that thing go in there man uh, like that used to be that like e-braking used to be the uh, 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 back in the day you yeah. know e- e- Ross Petty would spit on your car <laughs> <laughs> but I remember like Ernie uh jumped up and started driving for Rotora. like and him and Kangushi like teamed up to drive at that point and we had a little shop together and um and his car was done and he's like four hundred and fifty something horsepower to the wheels what are you gonna do with all that dude you're gonna fly right the heck off the track man like 450 horsepower what what and so like when 2005 that was big yeah that yeah. was like whoa whoa you know and nowadays like people are like uh, 400 horsepower is no thing like now crap.
0: everybody wants like minimum 400 which is insane because right. i mean i definitely overshot it with the power on my car I could definitely learn with a little bit less, but I might have three, 350 in a
1: Miata. And it is ridiculous. Well, 350 in a Miata, that's yeah. different. Like when you talk Miata power, like <laughs> that's a whole different thing. Like, you know, that's, yeah. that's 120 horsepower in a go-kart kind of mood. <laughs> uh, I, I still like showing up to the track with like 190 horsepower and everyone
2: looks at me like, what are you going to do with that? I'm like, just wait. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. What? I drive high asses, man. Like the, the fastest car owner is sitting out there in the street. <laughs> But but it, it it's it teaches you a lot if to run low power teaches you how to put more of those like trick arrows in your quiver. You know, yeah. like, like there's a lot of people out there with 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 350 horse that are just they could go in. They do one thing. They reach up and they pull the big stick. Pull it. OK, we're going right. Like and that's the only way they can do it. Yeah. It just makes me like think like, well, it can't be that fun after a while. Yeah. You know, because what's the fun is like going into the corner. Like, did you, did you try to, did you drive like the winter thing that we did on the, on the West track? No, I wish. But so, like, that was the part, like that first turn one of the big track on West Side. Everyone like, was going off. I, well. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It was first for that guy, Brandon Wicknick. But <laughs> dude, he was buried. I was like, dude, I didn't know you had a heavy equipment license. <laughs> He was digging in deep. But the thing is, like, when you get out there and hit that corner, like, there's so many ways to cook that cat. And then you find out, like, oh, this is the best way. Like, you, you know, like, first going in, I was going in, like, I'm full, way high. And then just grabbing a big old, e, like, and trying to handbrake into it, realizing it'll cut you down. like, Phew. And then I saw... I watched Josh do it, and Josh did a giant lean. Like, he leaned way left, came back out, boom, and whipped it. Like, like you know, super, like, flick style. Mega flick. You're, like, 60 feet across the track, back up and flick it in. And I went and tried that, and it was so fun. And it set you up so right to come all the way through. And I was like, woohoo! And that was, like, in a VQ car at, like, fourth gear, like, six grand on the entry. Dang. Yeah, like, no, he, and he was faster than me. Like I was struggling to keep up with him on that, and and it was, I, and I was going, man.
2: That's one of my favorite things to do. But it actually like because everybody's used to an e brake, it trips everybody up. Right. Is chucking third or fourth and just like full weight throw, no e brake, just foot to the floor and just holding out, and it like. Some people call it like a not a faint or like a scandal like flick a, or something. Yeah, but, like, uh, uh, and, but it's it almost
1: people out. <laughs> it it's kind of like just a whippy power over. Yeah, you know, like you just you try to get it and you come back and just get on that guy and woo, get it going. You know, like it, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, but that it was cool, it was cool. And Josh is like a ripper. Yeah, so like, I love driving with Josh. Trying to go like let's go, let's go, and uh, I was driving a pretty cool Z car but um it was my it was it took me like a couple laps to feel like okay i'm cool let's let's go but west track is a lot of fun west track is a lot of fun
2: yeah i'd uh next time we get to drive that track i'm driving that track i gotta drive the go-kart track i have to drive that big track
0: what are some of like the the challenges with putting it on versus the the paddock versus the the kart track or like what what do you face when you have to do that
1: Okay, so the biggest challenges are all the same, because to me, like, if if we're gonna do something in the paddock, we build it out to have the danger. Like obviously you saw dude do the Waldo yesterday in the FRS right, <laughs> under King right. Two of them. I I was telling people like if you're if
2: you're not comfortable with that wall, do not get
1: close to well, it because it it will eat you. That's what we said. I thought we did a pretty good job in a driver's meeting of telling people, look, there's no you're not going to win a trophy today. There's no competition. Yeah. There's no points for qualifying. Like. You know, you don't have to graze the wall. If you hit the wall, it's just going to cost more time to clean up. Run a smooth midline and be smooth. Like, flow the track. We made the track so it was wide enough that you could you could run consecutive laps and have a great time. And it was wide enough. It was forgiving enough to where if you weren't a total... I don't even want to say anything. If you just didn't... If if you don't suck, you'd, you'd be okay because you could totally, like... You, you could lose it in a corner, lift up, reset, and go again. It's super wide. There's lots of room for error. If you entered wrong, you could, you could reset half. You could just, like, mongey the crap right. out of that track. You could, you, could, <laughs> you could Adam LZ the whole track. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, the guys who crashed really probably most likely should have went to opposite lock first. Right. I mean, uh, the guy in the stock FRS, BRZ-type car, like, I, I get it. Those cars are kind of hard to wheel, actually. But you should have went out and learned how to wheel it before you decide to just start sending it at a wall like that. Sometimes
2: yeah. I I, I kind of feel for people, and I want to, like, like, Nick Stuckey and stuff, I want to help them, like, learn how to actually drift, because they'll see people like Nick or, I mean, sometimes I drive decent and can drag a wall, but, like, or Jordan or someone they'll see... All of us drag the wall, and they're like, man, that's the cool thing to do. I need to go do that. And they have no clue how to, like, set up against the wall. So they just think, oh, just chuck into
1: the wall and hit it. Well, I learned that good. Because like, I did, like, a 50-50 to Smith grind <laughs> on the inner bank of uh, Irwindale oh, for, for a D1 driver's uh, search. The first year I tried out to get my D1 license. That was, that was a good one. And so yeah, I know exactly what they do, though. Like, they target fixate. You look right, you look right where you want to go and then you go there, but you're not actually looking where you need to be. So you're at the wall. And then even if you're drifting into the wall, that's how you mousetrap it because you're very first, if if you're not trained or you haven't been smacked around by a good teacher enough to remember that as soon as you touch something, just put more gas, right? Like, like when in doubt, throttle out, you know? And I try to teach that, like, it's like a motocross thing, but I try to teach that in drifting too. Like, Hey, look, if you're going to, Park it up against the K rail, you better stay on the gas because as soon as you lift, whack. Yeah. Front end goes right in. You grip up and then you're in there. And and
2: if, if you're looking at it with, I've learned if you're looking at it with your eye, your bumper is not going to touch that wall. Your door is. Right.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's kind of like that old thing with, I mean, I learned that with, and it sounds silly, but like in video games, like doing like the, the assetto and stuff like that, wherever you're fixated on, that's where you're aiming. You're not, you're not thinking exactly like you said you're not thinking ahead right you're gonna end up right there and then you got no plan to get out and it's it's super strange how that translates from video games to real life and and dirt bike and anything what
1: what the kids who 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 don't have that experience don't get is it that that comes like the, the iceberg for drifting is the same thing. You know, there's like that. I posted it just recently. There's like a couple of things on top that they think is important. And then the bottom is like <laughs> all seat time. Yeah. Seat time, seat time, <laughs> seat time, seat time, seat time. Like, What should I do? Uh, <clears throat> buy buy a ticket to the next event. No, 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 man. My car needs to be faster. No, 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 no. You're, right. you're cool. Look, look at this guy. Somebody yesterday did say like, well, it's kind of hard to link for the low power guys. And then uh, Jonathan no. went out with his black <laughs> IS. Right. And he just went out with his IS, which is stock is stock american fork right and he he took off woo, and put down a cool lap and i said you see that that guy's got like 180 horsepower okay now go on yeah, <laughs> yeah and that's it like go go on you know you can do it that course was set up like that on purpose i think it was fun
0: so to yeah. bring it back to Dax's point, what are the, are there any legal issues more than just drip uh, oh. track design and stuff like that?
1: No, no. It's about uh, being very clear in a driver's meeting. The same thing. Uh, be safe, right? There's just different kinds of safeties and stay off the dirt. It, it's, it's no, no different for us to pull an insurance tag for a paddock event or for a track event, a track side event. it's, it's, i don't think there's any difference that was okay.
2: i have to say that was one of the funniest things i've heard in a driver's meeting before is on one of the go-kart events you said something like if you want to go in the dirt moabs that way yes <laughs> yes because that's
1: it like like on the cart track or the big track there's plenty of runoff Like, there's all kinds of ways to go get in the dirt and be safe like if you if you want to hit some armco you really got to try yeah. You really, well, kind of like the dude who plowed into the K-Rail yesterday, you really got to try. Yeah. You know, like you, you probably don't have any business being out there if that's where you're at, right? Yeah. You should get some education or go yeah. try something a little a little less high stakes, right? But um, it, so the main thing is we try to tell people like stay out of the dirt, we, not because it's like a thing. We don't want to degrade the edge of the track at all, but also I, I don't need to spend two more days with a shovel, filling in your holes yeah tamping it down doing it again and that's what people don't get and that's what like you know so you should have heard me you should have heard me at uh youtube week i mean drift week at youtube week i was hard on those drivers like some of those guys definitely thought i'm that's the a-hole right there (laughs) (laughs) I, I
2: i could see those guys coming in just like oh this track let's just thrash the crap out of it and go to the next one yeah,
0: yeah. i think they ended in utah though didn't they it that did. was the last one they had
1: two days on that track and oh, the dang. first the first day we went out and like they're cool dudes and all but when you when you run a when you're the prison warden you can't be friends with the prisoners yeah right and 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 you can be polite and cool but you can't be buddies you know like like losi's like a friend like i've known losi a long time and i knew what's up and he's like hey man you just regulate it all right i had justin come out too and so we kind of just regulated it and i got i told those guys but we had some utah guys who were on the trip and they were pretty hard they're like look man we barely get this cart track and if you mess this up for us might not be able to walk home, kind of thing, you know, like, like, dude, like, <laughs> yeah, Damien. Knee yeah. yeah. Damien was like really like vocal about it, you know. I know
2: a lot of guys like them. I've I've lived here five years, so even like the first time I went out to that track, I was like, man, I, I gotta drive that go kart track. But yeah. then like guys like Nick stuckey who've been here their whole life waiting to drive that track, and we finally get the opportunity
1: to lose it in right. three events, right? Yeah, no. So I made sure it was like my priority. But the track was covered in snow. Yeah. We went out. We went out and took like ten laps, full snow. It was, and it's it's terrible. I don't know people romanticize it, but it's all I want is a dry track or a rainy track. Yeah. But like snowy stuff, slippery like that kind of it's, yeah, is no fun. We did like ten <laughs> laps to like kind of like dust it off, and maximum was like fifteen miles an hour. I, lear- I learned that first corner. If you overcook that first corner. <laughs> so I went to give the cart manager a ride around the track before we, like, opened it up for all those guys. And who was that guy? That was me. I went right into the first corner. It's, like, four inches of snow over the whole track. You can hardly see where it's going and stuff because, like, the candy stripes, like, didn't have as much snow on them. And you could see, like, where – all right, I know. And I went right into the first first corner, man. scoot. And I was like, here we are. And I got on the gas and all of a sudden it was like, and I knew it. I could hear it. Oh, I'm not on asphalt anymore because asphalt doesn't make any noise. And I could hear all the rocks hitting underneath my car. And I lifted up and we ended up like 15 feet off track, just okay. stuffed in the mud. So the guy in the, like our fire, fire marshals come out and they, they just look at me. They get out and they you got the big red truck and they're about to yank me out. And they're like, come on, dude. <laughs> Sorry, man. And he's like, he's funny because he goes, well, where's your toe hook? And I go, oh, hold on. I just ripped the front bumper off and put it in a trunk and go wrap it around. He pulls it out. And so I was the first guy to do it. So I couldn't be too like mad at them, but I told them what the stakes were, right? Like you go off, you're going to be stuck. You're just yeah. stuck. And that was the problem is it? we had a winter this year, you know, like it, it was, it's yeah. really spongy out there and gross. Like you get in the dirt, it's gross. If if you get your car stuck out there, you're definitely not coming back with your shoes, because it's just that squishy like like lake bottom mud yeah. kind of. But that was it, and the big track's the same thing, insurance wise or like technicality wise. You have different things to look out for, safety wise, right? Big track you can do like 105 on the entry on the west side. Yeah, I mean that's that's something you have to be careful for.
0: So if it's if it's the same roadblock it for no matter what you do why is it why is drifting only contained for the most part in the paddock right now
1: it's not affordable in what way renting the track is way more expensive than renting the paddock so in in order to run an event and run a business you have to do different stuff to make the big track work, right? It's it's why Bros Before Pros was two hundred dollars for entry and eighty people. Yeah, like there was eighty signups for that, and then it was kind of like okay, feasible. And when you start doing the math, you're like, whoa, dude, you came up, no, 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 because because like renting the cart track is not the same as renting a parking lot.
2: And that cart that track is UMC's baby, too. Yes.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't know the kind of things you have to do to them. Luckily, we got a cart track manager who came last year, right? His name is Chase Hayden, and he is awesome. He runs a really good game for cart, like, and the cart track is super successful, and they're way cleaner than they've been in a long time from what I see. And he came from uh, working at NOLA. And Nola was also open to drifting on the cart track. And I told him, look like, oh, yeah. like, so like bros before pros is literally a UMC event. I told him, look, you can, you can charge this much and make this much and, and I'll help you. We'll, we'll market it all. We'll do it. And it'll ram and you'll make some money and it'll make your department look good. And he's like, okay, I'm down. And I said, cool. And he's like, I trust you. I know you won't like, like ruin my track. Right. I was like, yeah dude because that's my job like I mean I, I got to live here too you know and so we have a really good relationship that way and the kart track I just got to convince them to do an event it's actually not it's not a, like it's not like a salt city drift where salt city drift will will rent the, the mm-hmm. stuff and do the thing and take all the responsibility I just kind of give the keys to the bus to UMC because it's I just want people to be able to do rad stuff, you know? Like, there's, there's no game in it for me other than that's my job, right? Like, I want people to be able to do rad stuff. So, that's how we were able to get around it. Okay. Because, to be honest, like, if, as, a, as a person, person, I, <clears throat> I couldn't afford it. Call UMC, ask them how much to rent the West Track. Oh, I'm sure it's outrageous. It's not if you're, like, some kind of Porsche guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've heard it's like some like if you've got cash. Was it, it, it like
2: fifteen thousand a day or something? Um, fifteen
0: grand a day?
1: Yeah, yeah. So Ooh, like, God. if you wanted to rent it on a Saturday in June, yeah, Jeez. yeah. Because you need fire out there. You need safety.
0: Everything. Yeah. Right. Oh, so that that includes all of that stuff. Then. Yeah. I was thinking just track rental, and then you've got it to,
1: on top of that. Get no fire and like, all am And and I can't speak on it really because like i'm just a development guy like operational guy like i don't do money things really other than like the drifting stuff i know like hey you can do this event charge this much and do the math right like i could do a good but but as far as that i think if you were to try to get a contract for like west track it midweek it's probably like nine grand for a whole day dang just just for the track and then you got to add on all the other stuff so yeah it's very expensive like compared to like the paddock which is a lot cheaper a lot cheaper you know like you still have to have the same amount of insurance and insurance is expensive so and people think oh I can run events and I can do that but it's hard yeah it's 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 not easy you have to have a team of people right like it's not just one person Right. Yeah. It's, it's back to the Starship Enterprise. Right. It takes like 400 people to run that dog. Yeah. You can't just have a guy up there on the wheel. No one else out there <laughs> doesn't work. Right. <laughs> so just like yesterday, like then and you'd see there's if you I'm wearing this corny orange construction shirt right now. But we made them for a reason. And that's so you could see where staff is and how they're accessible and where they are in the corners. And, yeah. you know, we uh, it, it takes a team so that was
2: uh one thing i liked yesterday is the yellow and red flags you guys did because right. i can be i mean it's only the paddock but i can be getting into third going to chuck into that corner and i see a flag come up and there's nothing in front of me but i know and i've learned as soon as i came around that corner and was looking the other way
1: there's a car on the wall was it a blue camaro <laughs> i saw him a couple times spit out right i mean that guy that guy was like watching trains go by so many times he was stuck at a train track station and felt like he'd get <laughs> right like when you go around the big there's a big a big sweeper to come through and then it's got a bit of a teardrop that you'd come and, and rotate back through right and he'd come and make that rotation and just skrr, and it would be so many times i'd see him like oh your headlights are facing me not good, and then people would <laughs> go around him and he'd be there. and He was okay, he managed to get himself safe, but uh, and that's one thing that's good is like if he'd spun out or something,
2: he would sit there. I've seen people panic and try to move, and I'm like, No, if right. if I'm drifting and I see you spin, I already know to like e- you either just, straighten just up, just be
1: my big cone and stay Yeah, there. either yeah, straighten up, like or recording. I'm gonna e break or right.
2: foot break, or I'm gonna back off or
1: go. But when they make an unpredictable move after that. <laughs> That guy in the Camaro, he came out in like a six gen Camaro, like a le- like a late like a ZL1, like completely stock. Completely, we're talking like new, 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 yeah. new. And he had oh, like, geez. yeah, 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 like like new, <laughs> new. And he pulls up and he's like, I'm like, this thing's pretty, man. He's like, I got coilovers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's sweet. Why is it so high? And then he was driving it he wasn't I was worried for him actually yeah um, I do I pay attention every every drift event I go to I pay attention maybe not to everything like I might forget your name I'm old but I pay attention to drivers and cars and I see styles in the way cuz I've been a judge for a long time in drifting and, and things like that so I see and when I see somebody new that I've never seen before I get a little like mmm okay and then you know you see this guy pull up in a car that's just very sus to begin with at an event that's kind of high stakes right like yeah. we got walls in the middle and things and this isn't just kind of like figure eights and stuff like a kidney bean like this i was gonna one. say the kidney bean always happens by the end of the day <laughs> no not with us yeah because we just put those things out there and if you start we'll, we'll just stop the event and take so long to reset it that you won't mess up again yeah that that's kind of our thing. Like, yeah. If if they stuff all these I, and I told Justin I said it doesn't matter. He said well, we want to keep the flow going. I said no 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 no. If they stuff into this, we'll just take as long as we need to to reset it and then everybody will look at that guy and go man I mean, so, 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 you know and right? <laughs> yeah. If
2: you saw how wide it was too, it's like if you stuff into that
0: just
1: yeah, you're just gonna a, take a little breather, <laughs>
0: settle down, come back when you're ready. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That, I did see I've seen just like short bits of videos from like uh media out there yesterday and the track looked insane.
1: Like I really wish I'd have been out there. But Well, there's always a next time. Yeah. Right. Um Yeah. It's cool. I'm excited for for what is going on in Utah right now. It's it's cool. There seems to be a good vibe. Um the driving has really picked up in the last couple of years. Like I came out here and I was like a little like, wow, you guys you guys need to kind of like just bring it up a bit. Mm-hmm. And I talked with Jordan about it and he was pretty much of the same mind. And he's done a really good job over the last couple of years of, 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 of bringing the culture of drifting in Utah to a, to a different level. Like the cars are way better prepared now. Right. Like before it was kind of like, okay, like it wasn't who's leaking. It's like, who's not leaking. Yeah. Oh, the, the road back to the, pit lanes used to be right. bad. It, it was kind of like disgusting and embarrassing and the people that work at umc would be like what like leaker fest we'll never let leaker fest anywhere other than the litter box and i was like oh oh that's what you guys call it that's a cool name for it <laughs> and so 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 i kind of like and but that's what you know like the litter box man like you guys go we'll put sand in there for you and you can do your thing and like no 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 like i'm not that kind of a drifter like you you don't understand and they're like what do you mean we don't understand we've seen it for like ever like we know what goes on down there no 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 and so we we i tried really hard to convince the management that that's good and and jordan worked really hard to change like all the drivers ideas and mentalities and you know, you want to do this. And I think it really started with things like ISS and fuel fest coming on stronger because then he's like, dude, like no seven color cars, please. Like, you know, make your car at least look good. If it's a project, I understand, but, but don't come out with like, you know, no fenders and half a headlight and things like that. And, And at least put the effort to make your car look nice. Put a fire extinguisher inside, you know, like do things that will help you in the future. Yeah. And so now the driver base in Utah is, 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 way improved way improved and that's what makes things like yesterday possible yeah because I don't feel like those kind of things were possible a couple years ago
0: yeah I mean coming from the RMR days the the, the last event I shouldn't say days because I only went to one of them but going from that to what it is now it, insane amount of increase like Jordan has done a great job you've done a great job at bringing it up like you guys have really put in some hard work and it's come a long long way because uh, yeah. I mean RMR was just they call that the litter box. RMR was just and you can step without slipping an oil. That there, place was
2: bad. <laughs> there was a a couple events like I think it was before my car was painted. Um Josh was doing tech and uh he was lo- looking over my car and he kind of got like a confused face and I knew he was going to say something funny. He looked at me he's like I thought you had a BMW. I'm like what are you talking about? And I did it like it. I like didn't get it in my head at first, and I'm like, "What are you talking about? It's an M50. It's an E30." He's like, "No, it's not leaking anywhere." Right. <laughs> and then there was another time where, like, where everything had improved, and I'd, I think I didn't bleed my, uh, my pressure tank all the way, so my overflow line popped off on track, sprayed a bunch of water into my air intake, killed my car limped it off track threw it in the dirt and uh, like by the time I stepped out of my car I could already see Brad fall on the trail and I just like <laughs> I just stuck my hand up and he's like it's water right and I'm like yeah it's water just forgot to bleed it out all the way he's like alright cause we saw some little bit of pink in there and I'm like it's water wetter and he's like alright it's you I'll, I'll believe you
0: yeah, <laughs> I, I got in trouble once for uh, my uh, rear main seal let go on track and I wasn't aware of it. Like I was watching my oil pressure, checking everything as I was going through. But I I think I made it halfway through. So I did one, and the oil pressure started to act a little funny. So I went back to the uh, pits and checked it out and looked it over. I'm like, hi, hey, everything looks fine. It's not leaking. We should be okay. Go back out. And at that point, my oil pressure really started to drop. And it was right when I was being sent out. So I was like, okay, I'll do one lap and get off. Halfway through that lap, Jordan is swinging and screaming at me. I'm like, oh, crap, what would I do? He goes, you left a puddle of oil that big on the start. Get off! I'm like, oh, got back in my car. I had no oil in it. It let go all within like one lap of me going. I'm like, oh. And then, no. and
1: then, and then Rodney was knocking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was my first motor too, and that I mean, ugh, yeah, that one that was not good. You know, I felt like, terrible for that.
1: At the end, like, it's not about like leaking, right? Like, I get it. Like, I get that. Yeah. Now, if you showed up with a car that you knew was already hemorrhaging. Yeah. And then like how rude. But when you pull up to the line and your car breaks like that, like I get it. Like we tried to make that clear. Nobody gets in trouble for exploding. Like all you got to do is let us know or, you know, and we'll get you off. Like it's, it's not a, it's not a thing you can avoid and it's the guys that hide it though right Uh, yeah
0: when they're intent it's the intent behind it it's when you're intentionally like oh screw you guys i'm gonna hide this and like try and just get my day
1: it's pretty low tier man yeah
2: i think one guy he was he was cool guy too everybody knew him he had a sick car uh but i think he had been kind of known for it last year he finally got busted on it it might have been you or jordan or somebody uh they they stopped the event, had a second driver's meeting, told everyone, get your coolant out of your car. You're not busted now. Just get it out. We've had problems. We're asking everybody now. Go put water in your car. He didn't do it. Went out on track, mousetrapped the wall, grenaded his car, dumped oil and coolant everywhere. And I think he got kicked out, and that was when the fines started rolling in.
0: Yeah. When you have to stop the event and ask everybody to go do it, and then they still don't do it, it's like, okay, hey, dude, when are you going to learn your lesson? Um, well,
1: I mean, I it, it's the, the way that you have to be is you have to be firm and fair. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's a tough thing because you want to give everybody that, like, come on and have fun. But then there's yeah. always that guy, right? There's he, always he was that a
2: cool guy. guy. It, was, it right. wasn't Victor, though. It wasn't no. Victor. No. <laughs> Not Victor's mousetrap. Somebody no. else's.
1: Right. No, uh, Victor's mousetrap was questionable as to why he had coolant in the car, too. That, but it was at ISS, which is, like, still—it wasn't that cold, though. Like, it wasn't that cold. It wasn't, like, now. You know, yeah, it wasn't this winter. It was two years ago. I remember that. That was sad though, and we learned a lesson right then and there. Um, We cleaned it up. Like Salt City did an amazing job. Like they got out there. Brad had his Jeep pushing the K rail back to where it goes, <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, I ran and got a bunch of kitty litter, and we're putting it out there. And Jordan was panicked. Oh my God, Terry, you're you're gonna kill me. You're gonna you're gonna no, man, no no no. Let's just get it cleaned up, dude. Like you know, like let's let's not even like. Don't call emergency to anybody. Stay off the radio. Let's just clean our mess, right? Let's just take care of our own. And we did. And it was cool. And it shut the event down. But yeah. we thought we cleaned it up good, right? Yeah. Well, there was an event in the morning. People were driving again because it was a two-day. Oh, yeah. Right? And so we were back to run it, back to run it. And I didn't move the K-rails until probably that Tuesday. Pull the K-rail up. There was a big sauce puddle of glycol just in there like oh no i love your asphalt (laughs) and it was gross like that was the first time that i'd ever really seen it like what what the results are of not cleaning it up right away yeah you see that right away okay clean it up right away you're okay okay cool it sits there and it was like you guys ever watch like that you guys are young enough right you've seen like that youtube video where they pour like coca-cola on the steak and the steak just turns to like mushy pudding yeah right that's exactly what happened to the asphalt like glycol like i many like, to touch it it's like squish squish oh no
2: oh, i don't know if, if you were there though but that he hit the wall hard he i, he I, was, the waiting,
0: I was waiting in grid when that happened oh. and i saw him like come around and i swear something happened like i saw it kind of break
1: down the back yeah, and like,
0: slap and then just i think
1: wh- he, up. he he broke something in the rear first yeah. and that's what caused him to like just dig and just Crack, he hit the yeah. wall so hard. Remember, I gave him a big hug that night, like you, you, and he was still shaking, like uh, you know, oh, like, yeah, oh, dude, dude, you need to go sit down, like silver bullets or whatever, just <laughs> go sit down and you know, cool yourself out a minute. Like, oh, it was it, yeah, watching that happen was intense. Like, yeah. oh, I hope
0: he's like, I've seen Plus, he
1: was afraid of getting his butt kicked by the Collier brothers, you know, like they both were out there just not happy at that. Part. Yeah, right.
2: <clears throat> I've seen a couple people hit the walls too, um, him, uh, Sheldon. When yeah. we first started doing the double wall, mm-hmm. um, and before that, there's, oh, I can't remember his name, he won, I think he won the drift series, that the, the last drift series that they did um, when they went out to the the Life Motorsports, the, their old compound. Um, he hit the K-Rail, too, and I think he was the first one that moved it where they started enforcing, like, stop dragging that wall.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't even mind people dragging the wall with that, that, north, that north side K rail in that paddock. Yeah. Like, I got to tell people all the time, like, it's not the drivers I'm worried about. It's you stupid spectators. Like, what are you dumb? Are you going to stand here and lean on this thing where that guy just almost ran into it? And you, you, you can move like three feet. Actually, if you stand over there, it's a better angle to catch the photo anyways. Like, why are you standing at the point of impact? Yeah. And then you go there and you see people like sitting with their legs over the wall. Have mm.
2: you, you've probably seen it. There's an old picture. I think it was at like a Vegas drift event um, a long, long time ago, like probably 10 years ago. Maybe there's a picture of a 350Z up against a wall. That actually happened? big old wing is against some guy's face. Oh, yeah. That, no,
1: no, no. So, so I'm almost certain that that happened at an import face-off event, and I think it was like St. Louis, because the guy was a cameraman i think and he was yeah. looking the other way like at a car this way and it came around smack like nice yeah. common sense is strong with some people yeah S- some people <laughs> So. right yeah. but some people their common sense is different from mine and i mean i guess that's okay but they they'll learn somehow right well <laughs> yesterday had i had to list, tell though. people like Like, they watch the guy just smash into this K-Rail, and then they're standing in between two of them. And I'm like, yo, you guys are in a K-Rail sandwich. Like, you can't be any smarter than that, right?
0: (laughs) Wish we had a camera in here. Uh,
1: Some of these facial expressions are great. You know, it's just really the truth. I come in, hey, will you guys get out of there? Why? Have you ever seen one of these things fall over before? Well, if you can't jump backwards because there's one standing there like this, all right, you can't move. What do you think? You're going to have like bird legs after that. Your knees are going to bend the wrong direction if, yeah. if you're lucky to have knees, you know? People look at you like, oh, well, you're crazy. How could you talk like that? Get out of there, dude. Like it. yeah. It's a K rail. A car's not going to move it. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you haven't been paying attention. See that little FRS? It weighs like. Two rolls of toilet paper and totally <laughs> moved it. like what if this Camaro guy who's been suspect all day decides to park it yeah. forty five hundred pounds of car right? yeah, that k rail will fly, yeah All right. it was a good time, yeah, it was good. it was good. I was out there just preaching the gospel to those people, though you guys come on back up, back up <laughs> so uh, how how long were you in
0: f d driving and then and then helping on other people's teams oh, uh, well.
1: I think I was attempting to drive an FD in '04 and '05,
0: And uh, was that after
1: the whole like D1 split and the FD split or was that? Yeah. Of- yeah. So, so actually uh, what had happened was I, tr- I was trying to drive an FD and, and Drift Buffet was managing D1 events at the same time. Okay. So are we were the track uh, management team for D1 USA every event at Irwindale after like the first two the first two were run by another organization that was a founding organization but uh, I don't know like I I worked for JIC suspension and I actually knew mr. Inada and his brother was running the USA side and he's like me and my partner Matt and the other guy drew I want you guys to do it because you guys are on time we're on time okay and then we're like, we'll do it. And then we went back and we're like, we can never be late for anything again. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we ran a first one at Irwindale and we did like a practice event. You could search it. Like you could go to like IGN and search like Drift Buffet. And they're like way wicked articles from like the early mid 2000s pop up about things like pro practice, not protest day, but pro practice <laughs> <Yeah>. day. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to bring some of the old
2: magazines
0: I have that show all that. Well, I started to, like doing a little bit of research on you because I've heard your name, I've seen you out there. I just didn't know fully in depth of uh, like how long you've been at this for, like all the involvement you've had in drifting. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't aware of all of that, like the depth to it. So I've, I've seen all those old like Motor Trend articles and the and the oh, like, all the crazy stuff. I'm like wow, I and used this to, guy said yes to coming on this podcast. I used to crazy. yeah.
1: <laughs> I used to write. I used to write articles too. Like there's some Super Street stuff out there. Uh, I had a thing on uh, IGN that was called Akuma's World. Okay. That was the name of uh, a shop. Like I shared a shop with Ernie Fixmer and his was like EF Madness and mine was like Akuma's World. And then yeah, th- we didn't even have the name on the wall or nothing. We just had a warehouse with a roll-up door and we kind of worked on cars in there. Yeah. But th- it was so then I got that and yeah, I'd done a lot of cool stuff, man. And then uh in two thousand six, Ernie and I and a bunch of other people got invited to go to China and we went for this thing called uh WDS. It was a one-time event called the World Drift Series. Did I say that? Right? It was a one-time event called the World Drift Series. So, <laughs> if you get the irony in that, you'd understand how the trip went. But it was like me and Ernie and like uh, Ross Petty, Tyler McQuarrie, um, all the Drift Alliance guys like Forsberg and Vaughn and Tony Angelo and uh, and Ryan Turk when he was like twelve. Maybe maybe thirteen. I mean like dude. I mean, it, was, it was it was a cool deal. There was like sixteen drivers and we brought like sixteen like American, like, like like car model girls with us. And we went to China and did like this drift event. And we did it in a football stadium, like a soccer, like kick your soccer ball around stadium. It yeah. had like a, a running track around it. And we went there and we basically super crossed it. We put down a uh, Plywood all around the track, and then we paved over it, and we ran a quarter mile flat oval track with like a couple like cones out in the middle, so we could manji the straights. Yeah, full LZ, and and we went out and put on this show, and and it was like ridiculous. There was like forty thousand people there. Holy crap! It was in a soccer stadium in Beijing, and it was just stupid. And I went from being like 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 the thirty third best ranked driver to like be like this like star like oh my god take a picture this is cool you know and then we went back in 2007 and it was just a weird thing and somehow in 2008 i'd got an offer to move there and drive for toyo tires uh asia and to be on the drift team and it was like me and two dudes from d1 new zealand and then um Dear old friend uh, and and Mr. Karoy rest in peace and uh, and and a, and, a, and a Kawabata. And that was like our Asian team. So we ran in like uh, the Asia Pacific Drift Open, and I drove in like Malaysia and Singapore, and uh, in Hong Kong and in mainland China. And uh, that was like, when come on, okay, cool. And I moved there. That's awesome. And I was just there. And everybody's like, "What happened to you, Terry? You just disappeared. Well, I'm doing awesome stuff." And, um, and it just went from there. And then I, I ended up staying there until 2019. In 20, I retired from like driving, like competing. I just got tired of it, like sick of it. And so I retired from driving in like 2010 and stopped competing over there. Like I just like, started doing like, drift school with another buddy from the Toyo team. Okay. And uh, and we were doing a drift school. We were the only people that could give out like like uh, sanctioned licenses for pro Chinese drifters. So we had a pretty cool racket going on. Like it was a nice racket. And, um, and then I was doing like stunt work for for car teams and like working for like uh, AMG, like yeah. as an instructor, um, doing like the C-Class Challenge and stuff. And Charles Ng was also over there working at the time. And then we were hanging out a little bit. And uh China Drift championship started, and their first year was super rocky and And all the drivers knew me from from the world drift series and stuff and and from doing school and teaching like ninety percent of them how to drive and they all made some protest, and then the owner of the company called me, and he's like, "Hey, uh we need you why for what? We need you to um be the the head judge and write the rule book and uh and yeah, I'm like." Money? And they like, oh, yeah, money. Okay, money. <laughs> and so they gave me money. And then I went there, and they kind of was like, you have a reputation for, for who you are, right? And we know you, the American guy who brought drifting to China, blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. And then so it started as just, like, writing the rule book and being the judge. And the rule book, I just, like, okay, um, Andy Luck, can I use your rule book <laughs> for what? China Drift okay, cool. We're, we'll, we'll run a very similar rule set to you. Okay, great. And I basically took like the 2012 version of FD rule book and applied it to China drift. And there they had some structure. And then I became a judge who was firm, but fair.
0: Yeah.
1: And I taught that to the other judge staff and we'd always have a guest judge come in which were cool people like Ryan literal or Keiichi Tsuchiya came as a guest judge, uh, other guest judges. And so, um, China drift became like this thing, man. And, and we would have foreign drivers come in, a lot of Japanese guys. So it was cool. Like I drank beers with Koguchi when we were both in our forties and we knew each other, like, like we knew each other from D one USA, like, and the, the old school days. And I saw him, he looked at me, look at him he's, you're fat no you're fat <laughs> <laughs> right like um it was it was it was cool like when tsuchiya was the guest judge and he sat down and he looked at me and he's like "Dori buffet," and i was like yeah dude drift buffet and he's like how oh, long time sashiburi i was like sashiburi like long time no see man and it was it was super funny just the feeling of people remembering that who who or what drift buffet was was like cool and then like doing it over there was really cool and so and when charles started driving when charles ang started driving in china drift he came over and smacked everybody down and he showed up and he drove in the biggest most borrowed pos car i remember looking i was like you were driving for these guys and he's like you got to start somewhere and it was like an s14 with a sr20 in it and all the inter, intercooler piping was done at 90-degree angles. But I don't mean like 90-degree bends. I mean like literally you'd take a straight pipe and 45-pie cut it, and it had square 90-degree angles. You, you guys should look see my hands right now, 90-degree angles. <laughs> it's like when you first try to learn how to pie cut, and you do it completely wrong. I looked, and I was like, so you guys just did a 45 on a chop saw and then put it together? And that was how the whole thing was like went straight and then turned in and it's went like down woodshop class and put it together and they weren't even smart enough to like flip the intercooler top side so that like the, so they literally came out and down and back around and all squares dude and he drove that car and he beat up a bunch of people with like like we would say like bought not built like like because the thing was to buy like xd1 cars from japan and sneak them in We'd smuggle them in. I watch cars like fly across a channel from like Hong Kong to like southern tip of China on like flat, flat boats in the middle of the night. (laughs) That'd be cool. What are we doing on this beach? Waiting, waiting for what? S15. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) What? And then it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like a, a freaking flat boat just pulls up right on and the front and just pull that thing off and drive it in the sand and it just take off. That's how you get a black market car.
0: (laughs) That would be something to experience.
2: I've heard of people. They used to like, uh, they would cut up the cars and stick them in a cargo container and you get all everything shipped up and stick the car back together.
1: I tell you a story about that. I sent my four-door skyline to, to China when I first went there. It was used for WDS and, and for and I and I competed in it with for Toyo and all this. Once I became like I stopped driving. I sold that thing. Like I don't want, and it just it, it hoarded itself around China. That car, I eventually got it back. I found it at a track sitting in some weeds, completely stripped out. Like no engine, no drivetrain, nothing. And the guy who like had the garage across from it, he's like, oh, y- you or Terry, day, was Terry, you know, like we're speaking Chinese. I'm like, yeah, I'm Terry, and he's like, he's like, you can't imagine how many people come to that car piss and say, you know, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> so all I found out that they would come and pee on my car. <laughs> Like, all the drivers of China Drift who were, like, disgruntled about a call, they would be practicing at that track, and they'd be like, that's Terry's car. And it smelled so dank. I went in there, and it still had gauges in it. The gauges were, like, I'm sure, like, they just found everywhere they could because the car just smelled like a giant outhouse.
2: Oh, man.
1: But I took a picture of it, and a friend of mine who was a a driver over there, and he's like, dude, that's your car. That car's a legend. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I want it, and I'm like, no, you don't. You don't want that. He's like, he's like, I do, I do, I do, and I'm like, no, no, And He's like, it's a skyline, bro, and I'm like, yeah, it's a four door, it's a Maxima, and he's like, no, no, no. I tried to talk him out of it, and then I was like, well, who owns the car now? And I found out who owned the car, and he's like, oh, you can have it, thanks. So I told him you can have it, and he's like, cool, I'll give you JZX90 for that car, deal. <laughs> and he gave me a JZX90, and I got like video floating around of it, and I used to drive it for a minute until like i started to do work on it and i i realized that the car had been cut at the top of the window in the front windshield zzz, zzz, and the whole bottom of the car zzz, all the way across to the trans And i looked oh i was like my. i was like hey hey this thing's been holy crap i've been driving this thing and it had been completely front cut and re-welded back together jeez and like
0: people taking the front clips like they import all the time and just chopping the front end off from like the that's how they used to
1: get cars in convert my car to right hand drive yeah just weld the whole thing on so i was like and then i drove it for a while and i drove the pants out of that car like and people were just so impressed and that was about the same time that everybody was like daigo is the best right and and i'm not a big fan of diego but um when uh I mean, I like him and all, but, like, I just, I just don't think he's, like, that... He's, he's not yeah. as legendary as, as he should be. Like, he's a great driver. He's awesome. Top 10. His, top his 10. Top 10. The whole program
2: kind of uh, throws it over a little bit. Yeah. He's top 10.
1: But... So, people love that car because they had, like, oh, Chaser, Chaser, Chaser. I'm like, no, he drives a 100 most of the time. Doesn't matter. Chaser, Chaser. And this guy's like, I will trade you my IS. He had a, a, an IS200 is what they are over there, right? He says, I'll trade you my IS. It's got 2 JZ in it, R154, Kaz diff." And I was like, what? Okay, good, done. Like, I didn't even ask twice. I was like, you can have it. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, dude, I'm going to drift this car so good. I was like, all right. He's like, that car doesn't drift. It sucks. Okay, let's change. Let's change right now. <laughs> okay. I gave him the keys. He gave me the keys. It's like, paperwork? He's like, I don't have any paperwork. I'm like, me neither. So it's done deal, right? He's like, done deal. (laughs) Okay. So we're both like two like mega black market cars. And he says, okay, okay. And then I go get in his car and just rip it. Just maul this paddock, right? He gets in my car and he just starts spinning like a DJ everywhere. Like he's, he's just terrible. I'm like, it's not the car. You know, it's not the car. And then I drove <laughs> that thing back to like my garage. Like, oh my God, I got it. So sweet. Because it, it was a whole chassis. Yeah. That's all that really mattered. It was a complete car. And uh, then I, that's when I started driving um, IS cars a lot.
0: So I thought over there, is it just the Japanese market? that They're called Altizas? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Everywhere else they're marketed under the Lexus badge that mm-hmm. they okay. sell Lexus. Yeah. But over there they didn't come with a like a 2 GE or a like a a 3s they came with like a one one guga or something like that they're, they're, one gr or whatever no no worse than that like it's like some like terrible inline six slow like 85 horsepower kind of thing
0: that's like miata spec yeah eighty five. Oh, well, they're <laughs>
1: gross they're gross dude they're so <laughs> bad gross it's like my single cam ka will pull on you you know like gross yeah but they're luxury and you yeah. could just, and then you pull them right out and put a, put a two J in. And that's what everybody did over there. They just popped them out and put a two J in. And then they had this car. Like it was weird because over there, a lot of people made those drift cars. Yeah. You come here and it's like, well, you are drifting that, you know, like there's a, there's a community in Utah for them, which is mm-hmm. kind of right. But I blame that on like Nick and Brandon probably. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's what they,
0: uh, that's what I first heard of him driving, except for Brandon when he was driving his uh his F D car, that S uh the S thirteen.
1: Yeah. 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 Nick still got his somewhere. No. Nope. You they, wanna they know, know a secret? It. Well, it's still around, but yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure he sold it, so I mean that's cool. I think he's gonna put his S thirteen back together.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I really wanna is it Coles F B? Yeah. I want that FB. I don't have money for that FB. Go make an offer. (laughs) Go make an offer, man. What I really want to do is I want to take an FB and put everything I have in my Miata and just swap it in there Mm -hmm. and just run that because I don't want to deal with rotary. I bet
2: you, uh, because Nick's got one, he might trade you for your Miata.
0: So they both have Miatas. Uh Let's just chassis swap. Nick, if you're hearing this, let's chassis swap. (laughs) I'll give you a Miata show for an FB show. (laughs) Sounds like a deal. I'll give you two Miata shows for an FB show. <laughs> one lifted. Uh, yeah, I've I've always I don't know why, but those the looks of those
1: I've always loved them. They're they're strange. They're... I re- I remember um, the the same time I told you about like fifty fifty to to Smith grind my, my S <laughs> fourteen yeah. trying to get my D one license, and the one thing that had me all flustered about it was that Kyle Mohan came out in an FB oh, yeah. and got his license that day, and I was like. I was so mad. How could you do that in that thing? How could you? How? How? And I stuffed it in the wall. But that was because I got a sponsor. And uh, and so my car was a, a KA. Like they had done. I had a part in it. But it wasn't like all me. Like it, Just like everything else, right? But there's this company called N-Sport. And they had done a bunch of research. And they came out with. The, they, they had the first like bolt-on KA turbo kit. It was super basic. And. I convinced the guy, like, I helped you design this thing, so you should give me one. And he's like, that's a lot of money. And I'm like, it's a couple thousand bucks. Like, yeah, that's a lot of money. You should sponsor my drift car. He's like, okay. So I went from, like, stock KA to, like, have that thing on. And I went from, like, to, like, making, like, about 240 of the wheels. It was cool. I was trying to get my D1 license. And I went out, and I totally sissied the big bank, like... "Mm -hmm." pussifer here like, and and then i came in like i and right as i came out of the bank i drifted and i came across the start finish line and went through the inner inner corner there and I, you know because that's just the same they run that same layout over and over it's it's the same thing it's just got a, a different mascara or something you know yeah and and so i was cool and i came in and i had like this terrible score right like like i don't know like 35 or something right the japanese guys were like boo you know like, <laughs> And so I came in, and uh, and I remember this dude came up, Alex from N-Sport, and he's he he's like, "Man, I put a turbo on your car. You got like 250 horse to the wheels. What's wrong with you? Don't be a pussy." Okay, all right, and that was it. So I went out, and I sent it third gear, top of third. Kick the clutch, boom, going around the bank. I'm doing it. I'm doing the thing. I'm doing the thing. And that's exactly like every rookie. I'm just doing the thing. And I totally forgot everywhere I'm going. I just got caught in the middle of, I'm drifting the bank. Yeah. I'm drifting the bank. Oh my God. Holy cow. Holy. Wait, there's a, oh no, I'm totally offline. Look in, look, come across, look down at that wall, watch that wall. Hey, look at that wall. It's coming up super close. Here comes the wall. Here comes the wall. Come, oh, I am in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> And I stuffed the back corner into the wall, and I freaked out, lifted the foot. The car was just all angled up there anyways, and if I would have stayed on it, it would have been cool. But I lifted, and the car just went right into the wall. And I knew it. As soon as I gripped up, the car started swinging around. I hadn't got up the rail yet. I was already trying to turn the wheel the other way. Yeah. I whipped it in and mousetrapped the wall, but I went up the wall, and then I rode the K-rail like 50-50 grind. Then the front end came off because I basically steered it up and down to me in my mind it felt like i just hit a quarter pipe like okay. literally i thought i went up and down the wall but what happened was i kind of went up and just rode the fence on the top and then came back down like boom <laughs> <laughs> i was so messed up gary mckinney comes down and he yells at me this is the first time anybody ever said this but he told me terry put it in reverse <laughs> and because i had a broken tension rod in the front so I couldn't drive it in the front. You tried to go forward and the one wheel just flopped like a lazy eye, right? Yeah. Terry, put it in reverse. Why? Well, just back it up. Why? Put it in reverse. And The wheel snapped to and then I reversed it off the track, right? And I remember I got out of the car in the pit and I looked at Alex and I was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I just didn't know what to do. Like, yeah, I did it. And he's like, yeah, you did it sucked and right after that Taka Ono hit that wall and flipped his car too and landed oh, on a roof yeah. and so uh he, he was like a turtle upside down turtle right and then he was in the pits and he's like we're friends and so we you know we all tease each other and stuff and he came over you know Terry I did it better <laughs> I looked at him I was like what I stuck the landing like what are you talking about 50-50 to Smith Grind, you just flat topped a kickflip. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you were like trucks up, dude. And and he like looked at me like, huh? Cause skateboarding wasn't a thing for him, right? So he was like, What? And Ross Petty was just like <clears throat> <laughs> laughing the whole time, you know. And I remember that. But it was great. Like, and even back then, like drifting was just a community. Cause as soon as I toasted my car and came in and backed it in. There was people that weren't on my team. There was people that were competing against me to get a license, coming up, putting jacks under the car, getting it ready. Like, let's go. Like, you know, you've got one more qualifying run. And trying to help me to get out there. Yeah. It was super cool. I remember the first, the, the first person who really came up and said anything to me was Tony Angelo. He came up and he put his arm up and over my shoulder because he's kind of short. He put his arm up and over my shoulder and he, he looked at me and he said, hey, man. Next time, stay in it. And I was like, okay. And he's like, you would have been cool. That would have been awesome. Just, you should never lift. And I was like, thanks, dude. And he's like, I learned the hard way. I'm like, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Would you say that FD,
0: we've always kind of said on this podcast that 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 is the community of drifting. Everybody's always there for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're in Formula or Fuel Fest and slamming and hitting and you're up against the next guy. You're helping him fix his car but is FD still still along those lines or is it kind of become more of a hey your team does your stuff we do this stuff if we have parts that we could share
1: we don't really care. Um so there is that and there's also a couple of like dudes who are just too cool, you know. But yeah. We're pro and we're not going to help you. Yeah. But for the most part, totally. Totally. There's there's so much of that going on. And it's funny, like, you know, like working for Ryan, you'd see people, not just us, because we had a gang load of problems when I worked for Ryan. Like, we had a lot of problems. We were trying to, like, breathe a new program together, right? Like, I worked for him the last year of the Z and the first year of the S15. Okay. Problems, problems. But nobody was happy to see us down. Everybody wanted to see us run, no matter what the problem was, is you, if if we had something that was broken and they had it, they were giving it to us, and that was the same all the way through the paddock. Like, if you were a BMW dude and your BMW is broken, somebody else will help you if they had the parts, right? Like the only guys that wouldn't help each other were the Mustang guys, right? Yeah. Like you know, like like yeah, that that wasn't happening. But they wouldn't need to. Those guys, all those guys, like between like JTP and like RTR, those guys yeah. all had like <clears throat> programs that were so high level, right? Like, yeah. But I would see a lot of that, and I, I I think it's still there. I think when you're in the pits, running through that area during qualifying and during during comps, everybody really loves each other. Like you line up and you line up, and it's on. Like we're not friends for the next whatever, like forty three seconds or whatever it takes to get from A to B. Yeah. But after that, we're cool. You know, it's 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 uh, it's a competition. There has to be that that level, like that that edge to hey, each right? other. But and, then as soon as it
0: pulls off, yeah. right,
1: right, and everybody's like. You know, you can't take yourself too seriously with that. Like, I mean, otherwise, like you just how do you sleep at night or how do you deal with yourself? Right. So like those guys are all super cool. And I mean, like, you know, I think a perfect example of that was like RB versus 2J. And I remember that. Right. Like like Dan and Ryan. And I was like it was super cool. Like everybody thought those guys were so serious about it. Oh my gosh, no way. Like, and I'm working for Ryan, like, right at that point where he decides to start World War III with Dan. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, you know, I got to sit next to Renee in the spotter's booth, like, all the time. Like, you can't make it uncomfortable. He's like, dude, we know what's up. We're cool. And, you know, and Dan and Renee are like, what's up? And you're like, what's up? And then on the social media, you're like, Tupac and Biggie. (laughs) That was one of the funnest things ever to follow all the. (laughs) It was was great, except for we were talking to talk. Yeah. But they were walking the walk. Right, like like we were having all kinds of program trouble, and and so it was hard to be like, yeah, RB, and we'd show up, and they're like, well, how are you doing? Car looks good, don't it? (laughs) (laughs) We got the big Johnnies, (laughs) right? Car looks good, don't it? I mean, look at this livery, right? Like, and and so it was it was tough, and it was super demoralizing, you know, like it really hurt the psyche of the whole team to to be showing up to events and having just one thing after another, just. To be, to be fair, that stuff happens. Like when you're, Ryan's the only guy running RBs like that in the States and developing that kind of engine program. It's not easy. It's not easy. And there's a ton of learning. And the only real knowledge about high horsepower RBs is either super secret with a dead guy in Japan, or it comes from drag racers in Australia and drag racers know how to make 1200 horsepower, but they don't know how to make it for more than nine seconds. (laughs) right and and that's a huge thing like there was all kinds of information out there how to get there how to be 900 how to but the difference of the 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 formula right how you make that cookie there's a lot to learn because drifting is a is a bit more as far as how far you have to go how long the motor has to work and also there's like a whole lot of other g-forces that are involved right not just like the longevity of it but there's, like, side loads and, and slosh and all that weird stuff that, you know, drag cars, they go one way, yeah. up. They just go up, right? There's, there's no other way to go. So I'm excited to see Ryan's program this year. I feel like over the last couple of years, they've worked out a ton of bugs in that car. And you see him. He's driving, like, much better yeah. as of late. And that's mostly up in, the, up in the head, I feel like, when you're comfortable and you don't have to worry about shit. Sorry. Excuse me. No, watch. you're good. Not that he... uh not not that he's a bad driver right but but every driver when you've got all that stuff on your mind right even you sean right you yeah. pull up to the line and you're all worried like is my car gonna blow up am i gonna like am i am i gonna get yelled at by the promoter? Is all this gonna happen <laughs> when you're all thinking about that it's it's like kind of hard to just go yo just put it in 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 gear and just ross petty that thing you know just i think that that hit
2: me hard at, uh the last comp the fuel fest comp i fuel cut straightened lost to basim he went on to get first so that was cool right um and then i forgot that i had like a sudden death battle against nick stucky so i just parked my car left it no fuel in it they come yelling at me Where, where's your go get in your car come on like what what's going on And i'm like immediate panic run to get my car I jump on the starting line jordan leans in my window he's like you got fuel right And i'm like nope Whoops! And Nick Nick was super cool. He's like, "No, I'm not gonna battle him with no fuel. Go
1: go get fuel. Go get some fuel."
2: So I went and got fuel, but I still got in a line, all
1: like panicky, like, "Oh God, I'm gonna (laughs) I'm gonna fuel cut again!" Like, but that is a perfect example of how rad our community is, right? Yeah. Like to be honest, unless there's like high stakes, okay, you pull up and there's money money on the table, Nick might have said, "Right," but but when you're talking about like just a community, it dude. Was like, go get some gas, man. Yeah. Like, I don't want to run you like that, you know? Like, yeah. And it nobody was nobody like,
0: wants to, nobody wants to win a battle due to mechanical failure. They right. want to actually drive right. against you. Right. It, 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 there needs to be something left on the table.
2: And that, that was probably like the most fun battle that I had that whole day. Cause it was, uh, I think it was a battle for like second or third. And so we put it on each other's door pretty good
1: yeah <laughs> yeah and the cool thing about that though is like when you know like and you've driven with nick enough to know that like he's gonna lay down a lead run that is uh, he, like you can have the confidence to drive behind him and make an awesome yeah lap, right you know and then uh, and 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 that's cool like when you're driving with somebody that you're competing against that you know can do the thing right versus being like well what's this guy gonna do is he gonna whip it and then check up or right you know yeah. nick is just gonna I think we both kind
2: of looked at each other, and I'm pretty sure he was like, if you give me a good run, I'll give you a good run. Right. And then Jordan stuck his head in, and he was like, this better be the best run you've ever done.
1: <laughs> that was a pretty awesome day. And, yeah. Uh, and the, the guy who I think stood on the podium also, his name is Nick Ibarra.
2: Oh, yeah. With the
1: 350Z, yeah. right? So that guy, the funny part was it wasn't three months before that. He came through opposite lock as a student. Like yeah. He was one of our first, like maybe second or third class that we had opened. Yeah, and he was a student. So we actually
0: had him on for an interview, where, we uh, and he was it was insane to hear that like he went from no drifting, hardly at all, had a family, lived the life, got in drifting, and then he just progressed so fast. But he spoke very highly of the opposite lock. He's like, that
1: is where you want to go. That's it, the place to be. It was it was really <clears throat> funny because when we talk to people in there, like in the classroom, we get them in. It's it's a very intimate. Uh, environment right there's like usually like there's two of us and there's maybe eight of you and so we want to learn about all the students and stuff and i talked to him and we always ask about drift experience right back to sd9k how what's your drifting experience and 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 nick was was really clear about it i came out to a salt city event I had no experience. I didn't know what to do. I felt so out of place. I didn't have any friends. It was really weird. And I had a terrible day. I I just sucked and I was scared and and all of these things. And it was like, well, that's why we're here. So what we did was we we took him and he already had a rad car. That car is rad. Yeah. I, I would shred that thing. And he had had that already. And he'd been trying a couple times and he just didn't get it. Yeah. And so we took him and taught him a few things about the driving and he was a natural driver. He was really good. He picked it up like super quick, like, and he listened to everything you'd tell him and he would, he could break it down. He wouldn't panic in the car. So if you're telling him like, okay, dude, slow up here, like ease, ease into it and don't, don't, don't oversteer right here. And he knew what you were talking about and he did it. And when he finished the first opposite lock, I, I, we had asked like, what's the most, what's, what did you learn the most? I didn't really learn how to do anything I didn't know how to do before, but I learned how to have the confidence to do it and not be worried and feel comfortable in the car. Cool. And then he went out and went to a salt city event. He'd made a few friends. He got me and Nick to be his friends. And he made friends with some of the students from opposite lock who also showed up at salt city events. Right. Cause that's the purpose. Yeah. We want to send these guys to salt city, right? Like go, go. That's, that's, that's your next step. Like go there have fun, make friends, right? And then they did, like, and those guys, and now they're there at every event. And he came out, and he drove, and I was super proud. Look, he's not even spinning out. He's not nervous. He's having fun. And then he's, like, two events later, he's in Fuel Fest and, like, competing (laughs) and, like, ripping, and I was like, That's That's awesome. One of the coolest things in drifting, too, is, like, besides,
2: I think the most fun part for me is giving ride-alongs to people, new or whatever, but, like, another cool thing is, I I go to basically every single event, so like seeing somebody progress to like they're spinning out all over the place, and suddenly I look back or glance back, and they're like on my door, and I'm like,
1: that's cool, right? It is. That's that. I feel like that's what it's all about. Like and 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 Hadlock is a so such a proponent of it. It's the community, right? It's about helping everybody just just get better. Like rising tide raises all the ships, you know, and and yeah. Uh, other than giving ride alongs.
2: I, I think uh, to Hadlock and uh I think it was I think it was Jerry when he used to drive. They were the first ones that like convinced me like, no, you're running good lines. Watch, we're gonna we're gonna come up on your door. Don't get nervous.
1: We're gonna be there just to let you know. Yep. yep. We tried to get Jerry to come out uh, yesterday. That would have been cool. We, I haven't we, driven with him in we really a long tried. time. We were we were like, dude, come out, work a corner for a while we'll let you drive just, just come on dude you know and uh, and, and, and we, we tried but I think he was a little busy but I, I think um, the ride along part is where it's at like yeah I, me and Josh did a, a end of life experience for a guy uh, um, in February oh it's all that right like and it was um, it was a thing that that's like I looked at this dude and he's like not 30 years old probably weighed 80 pounds looking like he's gonna die and 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 that was one thing but then to look over and to see that this man has got a beautiful wife and beautiful child and his family's there and 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 man I just couldn't imagine it, it kind of makes me like sad on the inside right and uh, and so to do that to just give this guy his his feeling his this his thing right it meant so much and so i had josh help cuz josh is a is is he looks all tough on the outside right but he's kind of like a two-day old poop you know there's just a skin there and the inside is a little mushy so i say that with the best love and intention don't get no, me I, wrong i
2: like the two-day events he's the he's like the last guy me right. and him will just stay
1: up all night so he was giving the kid rides and and uh and I was taking a few laps in the car to get to get used to this z car right, and then I put him in and 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 i it was crazy trying to lock this eighty pound feather into like harnesses that you can't make small enough to fit yeah, and I looked over and I told him I said, "My job today is to make you crap your pants before you die <laughs> and he, he looked at me and he's like, uh, and I just, just blasted off right and uh and 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 it's the best feeling like because at the beginning of the day, he looked like he was gonna die, like he had come out of the hospital the night before, and at the end of this event, he had color in his face and he was smiling and he was happy and 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 I mean we didn't do anything that could medically help him out, but uh, he walked away from that day like laughing and having a good time and 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 it, and and it just man it kind of hits you you know like being able to do that for people being able to give that experience and whether it's a, a person who's like that or just like a 10 year old kid who's like so hyped on drifting or somebody's wife who just doesn't believe in well, that ain't cool come in and have some fun for a minute and then yeah. they're like wow or even just like some autocross person who's like a snoot you know like oh, my park city is shying and autocross is on there you know and you're like dude come on and you put them in a car and they're like Oh, this is so rad! And you're like, yeah, that's drifting right there. You could stare at it and go, this is pointless and stupid, and get in a car and go, this is the best. Right? That's what you do. That's the ride along is where you're right there, changing minds all day long.
2: Like for example, I had I had two good ones of those. I had I think it was an autocross guy or one of the NASA spec guys or no, it it was a young kid. He came, got in my car, and he's like, yeah, I just saw you guys driving over here, so I just. We're on our lunch or whatever. I wanted to come get a ride. And I gave him a ride-along. And after, he's like, I'm selling my car. I'm getting a drift car. Like, this is the best thing ever. It's so much more fun. And it's... then I had this other, like, little, super shy little girl. Her dad brought her over. Um, And I guess she had picked my car that she wanted to ride along because she thought it looked cool. So we put her in there. Well, and it she does. Was, she was super nervous and scared. And, like, he, I, I think it was actually... uh like a brother or something had took his brother's little girl out to the drift event to show her cars. And he was also kind of scared. Cause he was like, man, like if she doesn't like it, if she panics, like I'm busted. I'm in like. deep trouble. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I took her out and like, he, he recorded the whole thing and he sent me the video and you can hear him. Uh, he's standing up against the K row where the little stop exit is. You can hear him. He's like, Oh God, I hope she's not crying. I hope she's not crying. <laughs> <laughs> I come pull out and like, uh he's kind of stuck the camera in the window and she's all smiling and gave a thumbs up and he's like uh he just like blurts out he's like
1: oh hell yeah a big old relief (laughs) oh yeah i'm safe She's like she's smiling this he's like oh yes we're coming back that's that that's exactly where it is like um for me drifting is just it's a it's an experience like i'm 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 banging on your door, like asking you if you know Jesus, right? Like you guys know drifting. Have you guys ever been, have you ever seen the drift? You know, like same thing. Like I'm out here like spreading the word. And I feel like that's what the community has to do. That's the ride alongs That's why you invite people. That's why you make some little kids day, you know, and that's, what's the coolest thing about Shelly and Rudy yesterday, right? They made some people's days.
2: She, I have to say, Shelly was the first one that gave my, when I'd, I already had been drifting, I had a drift car in California, but when I first came here, wanted to see what the scene was like. She was the first one that gave me my first ride along out of the Salt City Drift event in their old black Corvette, and that's when I realized, like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm getting into drifting here.
1: They were so awesome yesterday between, like, her and Rudy and Blaze they were getting out there and we, we treated them right. We treated them like the pros that they were. So you load up people in your cars, you come out and you send that three pack. Like everybody else can just hold on a minute, send that three pack, send that three pack. And I saw so many people. I saw old people. I saw like 60 year old ladies getting in cars. I saw like 13 year old kids getting in cars. I saw people just begging. I saw people so excited to ride with Shelly. Right. And it's because people are like, that's a girl and she is shredding. To be honest, she was like, she was kicking Rudy's butt yesterday. Like she was driving. I was like, I was watching, well, which car are you driving, Rudy? Because that one spun out. I thought that was your car and it was. And I was like, dude, you spun out. And he's like, I did. And I'm like, Dang, he, he did that in front of me. I I saw him come around the corner and
2: uh Josh was like, Okay, I'm sending you behind him. I was like, Sweet, sweet, this is gonna be fun. Came in, main entry, like full confidence in him, chucked it in, and I could tell I saw his car over angle. I was like, What? he what what's going on here
1: i i think they were doing a bit of testing yesterday too yeah i saw
2: of. bailey doing a lot of uh suspension stuff over there too with them he was changing his toe and all that and right
1: <laughs> he, bailey man he's a he's a uh a, like 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 a a, a a suspension rain man you know like he just he has his crazy magic and it's funny like not everybody can understand his magic but I talked to Rudy about it, and Rudy's like, I love him. I'm like, well, why? Because he asked me, What's the car doing? And then I tell him, It's doing this. What do you want the car to do? I want it to do this. Okay. Well, what are you doing? Don't worry. Just go try it. He goes out, comes back. What'd you do? Well, I ran seven pounds in that tire and five pounds in that tire. Huh? Did it work? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right? And so, so then. After that, what that what that means is that Rudy can trust him so much. Like he doesn't have to worry about what it is. Like you don't need to know what it is. Yeah. Just know that it is right. And so he gets in there and works his little crazy magic on cars and does a little little things. And you could see it at Hot Pit uh, first round this year. Like he was in there and the car was like not right. And then and then all of a sudden that car was just hooked. He did his frog magic. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was like froggy, 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 and then, you know, and then and then it was good. Like and and so yeah, dude, he's he's kind of like a wizard. Yeah, you know, he's kind of like a wizard. Yeah, he's a really
0: cool guy. I was I was very happy to have him on for an interview too. Right. And It sucks that uh, oh that drift week experience for him. That that was a rough one. Hey. I'm glad he's doing okay I'm glad he's like nothing happened to him which right. is all you can ask for but yeah
1: well I mean yeah His, I saw him like he pulled up and I'm like dude you need a hug and he's like I really do i like okay here's a hug and there's people out there that were pretty mad at him for other things that happened at Drift Week too you know like, and it, it was a rough week for him but yeah. between all that stuff that went down right and she was just like dude you need a hug bro Yeah, I "I do. I was like, okay, sorry. He's like, thanks, man. Okay. And then like we saw each other again at hot pit. And I think the best thing about working for Rudy is that it can help. Like he's got something to focus on. Yeah. Right. He's got something to think about to, to put effort into versus thinking about like, wow, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, just going home and just sitting and stewing on it—that's mm-hmm. the worst thing that can yeah, happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. So it's good, like, get out there. That's why. That's why you know when your kids are all depressed, you, get outside, get some fresh air. Why? Just a change of view, a change yeah. of a change of scenery helps you, right? So yeah, it's good. There's a lot. I, to be honest, when I when I got here, I thought, man, like Utah's got a scene. I wasn't sure about the scene though. Like, is it a scene or is it like a scene? You know, like is it is it a buffet or is it a mess yeah and i got out here and i met people i got to see what's going on and and really like i'm i'm pretty endeared to the community it's not a scene it's a it's a community yeah and 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 i i think it's i think it's cool there's a lot of people here that are kind of underrated or or under the radar to say like there's some rippers there's definitely some rippers and it's also funny that people will come from so far away. Oh, yeah. Right. That's what that's what blew my mind is
0: having, like, Neil come out from, what was it, Montana? Yeah. And then uh, uh, Caleb Stillman, who yep. he's coming from Colorado, his whole guys the the Y-Slide guys, the Wyoming guys. Like
1: Those guys were tearing the mm, 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 out of the cart track at Bros Before Pros. <laughs> I was, was like, yeah. dude, these dudes are freaking down, right? But, yeah, like... Um, like, seeing the Zuckers, man, like, they come out, right? And you're yeah. just like, dude, he, you guys he, came from all the way there? He wants or, me to go drive uh Me, too. What is it? Me, too. Uh, let's tra- Let's just take it. Let's go yeah. up there, man. Make I'm it.
2: down. I wa- but he, he wants us all to go to, uh, what's the villains? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, that'd be really cool. I I think they said they were, like, going to do some events in Montana. Yeah.
2: They're, he's been wanting me to go out there, too, a couple of them. Um, I think they're still working out their location i think we and, need
1: to push out there though and support like yeah. like, like yeah. for the for let's go up there like you know one because. thing that was
2: one of the fun things to do was not during uh the magic valley festival was to go out to the idaho events um and we just randomly showed up at one of the events and everybody was stoked and uh it kind of almost gave them a change in pace because there's two, three guys from Utah running doors at their track and they're like, what? Okay. Now let's,
1: let's be, all go do that. We had a huge spud population yesterday at Drift Buffet. There was probably like nine or 10 potatoes out there. <laughs> right. And, and that's not even counting like Rudy and Shelly because they're like, they're they're, yeah. they're protein and we, we gave them their little space and do their thing and, and do the ride alongs and, and, And to give them the respect of the program that they have, right? But there was, like, that whole north row. The whole north row was all spuds. I was like, dude, James Reeves and, like, uh, Jimmy Chow and, like, a whole bunch of Idaho dudes.
0: That's cool. That that, that makes me excited for the Utah scene. Me too. And growing up here, I've only ever been in Utah. Nowhere else. And growing up, it was like, man, we're never going to have cool car culture. You got like the super old guys that have got like the NHR stuff or right. NHRA. And it was it was only ever like muscle cars. That's all you ever saw here. And then like watching things start to expand and, and the the uh, Formula Drift coming here really opened up a lot of people's eyes. I mean, that was.
2: Yeah. I have to say, with like with my car, it's vintage registered, so I can drive it on the street. People either love my car or they hate it. I get Absolutely. the old guys just staring me down or I'll even get some old guys like giving me thumbs up. But yeah. it's it's definitely interesting having not a old classic muscle car. You got this <laughs> Euro-Japanese spec looking right. car.
1: Right. There's It's like people sometimes like, and, and I'm just like this, I'm very open and friendly, but I'm also kind of private. Like my house is my house. My family yeah. is my family. And unless you're like, you know, like, So sometimes I'll be in my garage doing my thing and I don't realize what, like how I appear to be the, the, the not cool the, the whole, uh, you know, with a big A in the front because I was just sitting out there doing my thing and people will stop, slow down and slow roll my, my, my house to, to look. Yeah. What the hell are you looking at? Get out of here. You know, like I'll show you my gun. Get out of here. Like, because I'll just always like i come from southern california like you slow roll my house you're trying to break into my garage yeah Yeah. so and dudes all they're doing is they're seeing like they're seeing my lexus in the garage sitting on like advans and and they're seeing my ek hatchback my daughter's ek hatchback sitting in the garage and then and then you know all the g35 mess that i have going on outside dude dude cool dude oh okay all right okay you know i got like You know, drift raft banners hanging in the garage and stuff because it's like my it's it's my my little deal, right? Yeah. And so some they'd be driving by. What the hell are you looking at? And and then and then eventually I just had to get used to it because they drive by. Ah, cool man, cool. Like okay, okay, cool. Hey, cool. Don't stop, don't stop. (laughs) (laughs) I've
2: I've had a couple people message me and they're like, hey man, we passed your you live here, right? I'm like, uh, yeah. They're like, yeah, I know. We passed your house and I see your car there all the time. Can I stop by sometime? I'm like uh i'll be at the next drift event yeah right like, <laughs> yeah. what?
1: Huh. i'm watching ridiculousness with my kids man go away you know like... yeah which is hilarious because the way
0: that i met you was showing up to <laughs> <Yeah>. buy wheels <laughs> well you were coming to my house for a purpose though. yeah right, like, yeah, right. right. but it ended up i i got there at like i think it was sometime around like six like 6 yeah. p.m after work one day had work the next day and i show up just to buy wheels didn't didn't think anything of it and I what stayed there till twelve thirty at night, just yes. drinking beer and hanging out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I stayed there for six hours. That and... sounds like a deal. His yeah. girlfriend called them all
2: mad, like so. I well, she was just...
0: worried. She's like, "Where did you go? You said you're going to Pace and to buy wheels, and it's been like five hours, dude. Are, Are, you, you, in Are yeah. you in a ditch? Are you in a ditch?" Oh man, that's super. But funny. That's drifting. I mean, that's that's kind of the heart and soul of drifting is meeting everybody. Yeah, right. <sighs> but uh, looks like we're. Uh, rolling late on time here so this yeah. oh, yeah. is really. a great episode thank you so much for coming down and do you, have, do you have anything you want to plug or put out there or you got any, got any uh, people hold on, you want on. to shout I mean, out
1: like you, uh, oh it's like uh hot ones or whatever right at the end you made it through the gauntlet and you can shout out to what you want yeah just like that cool i'm gonna shout out to you guys for having me here well thank you i like, appreciate that was super rad um like i i got you know like Drifting has been a huge part of my life, right, and, 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 and I've got friends that have become family since, like, you know, the turn of the century, basically, because of drifting and the community and people, so, like, my shout out is just just to drift, right, like, that's it, like, it's, it's rad, it's what brings us together, it's, it's the coagulant in the hamburger patty of life. You know, like it sticks all this meat together. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's awesome. So thank you for doing what you do. And, and, and I just want to keep on doing it too. And I hope you'll have me back. Maybe we'll bring Justin on or something too. Yeah, absolutely. I would love that. Okay. That'd be awesome.
0: Thank you so much for showing up here and yeah. Appreciate it. Right, Mr. Child. That was it.
2: humble. That huh? was good. <laughs> that kind of shows everybody not to be such on like a little high horse there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. It's not YouTuber week, bro.
0: <laughs> it's not. Oh, that's really what it is. That's that's what it should be. <laughs> when you started saying that
1: instead of drift week, I was like, huh.
0: That's it, Oh my god. <laughs> Aaron
1: Aaron will probably kick me in the nuts next time he sees me. <laughs> <laughs> you YouTuber week. Oh.
0: But uh so Drift Buffet, you've got that on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Facebook for it
1: or Drift Buffet is on uh... On, oh yeah you guys could find us at uh drift buffet official on Instagram uh drift buffet on Facebook and we have a group drift buffet USA also you could join the group or you could go to like the the official like company page um and we're always out there if you're just looking to see the the kind of things that we did in the past if you go on YouTube and you search like drift buffet you'll see like like old videos at NOS of like John Rusikoff competing against like just matt powers and stuff like that like and you can find these guys who became legends of drift when we were just all like you know students of drift which we still are
0: (laughs) always learning and then uh, as always opposite lock opposite lock If you guys need any advice any tutoring anything anything at all that's yep. the place
1: to be. Opposite lock dot school. And um, that's where you can, you know, I mean, there's, there's people there that have genuine passion to get you where you want to go. Right. Yeah. And then when you're out here in Salt Lake, right. And you want to have fun, uh, Utah Motorsports campus of course is where, where to go. And there's a secret. I'll just tell you guys a secret right now. This is a secret. You guys listen tight. This is the last thing I'm going to say. They do autocross on Wednesdays. And I know the dude that runs the autocross. And if you happen to have some sort of slide to side, well, they don't really get mad as long as you don't hit any cones. And and it's weird because it's autocross, but it's always got a giant sweeper in the back, either going to the left or to the right, but it's always there. It's like the first thing you get to do. <laughs> That's some good advice. Or sorry, secret time. Secret time. Yeah. All right. I'm Terry, and uh, I gotta go now because I'm hungry.
0: <laughs> well, thank you very much, Terry, for joining us. Thank you, Sean, and thank you, Tyler. Appreciate yep. it. Everybody, have a wonderful Peace day. Peace out.
2: Bye.